Welcome to the Unlabeled Table. All right, I want to welcome you to the Unlabeled Table. I am Christy Aldridge, and I'm your host for tonight. And I have all my friends sitting at the table with me. Everybody want to say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Finally. Yes, it's been a long time coming. Um, we Before we got on air, we were just sitting here talking about um, where we've been. And just from the picnic table to the executive table, um, the Lord has been right with us every step of the way. And so, you know, we have crazy things in our life going on as well. So it's not like we're over here and just, you know, flowers and everything's just nice and stuff. I mean, we, we were talking about how hard it is to actually come to a Bible study every week because Satan doesn't want you to, for one, he wants to get you very busy. So we were talking about all the things that, um, is in our head too, you know, uh, Satan sometimes is very loud. And so, Tonight, we're going to talk about silencing Satan, and um, I think the biggest thing that we've recognized is that we don't know who our enemy is. We don't know who Satan is. We don't know what he's really capable of, Um, and so tonight, we're going to take a deeper look into who Satan is and um, how Satan was before he was cast out of heaven, and so that's going to take us to Isaiah 14, and I want you to read that. And it talks about uh, in Isaiah 14 that that he got so arrogant with his pride and talked about how he was going to sit above the stars of God and he was going to be higher than God. And God checked his heart because God sees to us, but he also sees through us. And so when he looked at Lucifer in heaven, he saw in his heart iniquity and sin. And so he had to be cast out along with a third of the angels. And so Satan's agenda from day one is to be like God. He's very jealous of God. He was created good. He was created perfect. Um, and he was, he, that's, that's the hardest part was he was created out of love. And, um, but then something happened inside his heart when God looked at his heart and he saw that there was sin. He was, had to be cast out. So tonight we know that Satan is here, and he is—he's got—he's got an agenda. We were talking about tonight how he was trying to, you know, how he keeps us from wanting to come to study each week, and so we need to learn how to shut Satan up. We need to silence Satan, and so we're just going to open the table and we're going to start discussing um, some ways, and then at the end we're going to have some things that, like um, some affirmations that we want you to take and say over yourself and some Bible verses that we want you to learn um, until we're back together next week. So right now, Sherry, um, she's going to give us some tips and and tell us a little bit about Satan and, you know, what is his main agenda that you have found that he wants to do to our lives as women of of God? I think, um, well, for myself personally, um, um, the first thing he does is he overwhelms us with sin. And so for me, that looks like negative thinking. That looks like um, in the morning time when I get up. So for the the first thing in the morning, like if I don't open my eyes and, and be thankful in the morning, like, Lord, I thank you for this day, then immediately Satan will come and try to taunt me with thoughts in my mind, anxiety, um, depression, um, worry, um, things like that throughout my day. And so I've learned that before I get out of the bed in the morning, the first thing I try to do is just just be grateful. God, That's I thank good. you for today. God, I thank you that you woke me up. Yes. Um, and so then I go and I start my day um, just with the devotional and, and in prayer. And Well, he tells us to meditate on things above, and I think that that is something else. You've got to train your mind. It don't come easy, did it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. this has been a long period of time that, that I, myself, and I'm sure the <clears> others have been, it's not something that comes natural. Mm-hmm. because it's continual it's yeah. continual and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to make yourself mm-hmm. get up and spend time with the lord yeah he tries to infiltrate the way we think with toxic thinking and so if i don't catch that in the morning as i wake then I, then i'll be snowballing out of control you know yeah it's like yeah. um so for me that looks like personally that just looks like um a lot of times things for me will be trauma responses and so he'll put triggers in my brain and if i don't catch those things and find a scripture I'll find a scripture that lines up with um, with how I'm feeling. If it's anxiety, I'll look at scriptures on anxiety. 
And so I'll say those those scriptures out loud. And that silences Satan. That silences yes. God's yes. word silences mm-hmm. Satan, absolutely. Yes. That is what we fight with is the word of God because you know, there is a supernatural realm. And I think that a lot of times people can't understand Satan is because they don't believe in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a created being. Um, he is not like you and me, and he is very clever. Mm-hmm. And so he looks at you like if you're, if like, like you talk about like some of your, your, your trauma and stuff. So what are some of the things that he might say to you personally? Um, cause we're silencing him, him and who he tells you that you are. What are some things that he has told you that you are that goes against what God says you are? So like this morning when I got up, the first thing was you really can't do this you know and anxiety and nervousness and and you're unworthy and you're not capable and what are you even doing are you even called sherry do all those questions just flooded my mind and so what you have to do is for me i have to answer those i take them captive in thoughts that doesn't come from from god that doesn't come from the word and so i replace those negative thoughts that he tries to to put in my brain with what the scripture says the scripture says i am called I'm highly anointed. It says, I'm the head and not the tail. And yes. so you replace the lies and the things that he tries to tear you down with, with the scripture, what God says about you. And that's why it's important to know God's word and you hide it in your heart because when the Satan does come for you, mm-hmm. if you don't have those things hidden in your heart, guess what? There's no defense. You will believe what Satan is telling you because you have you have no other way. So... This is basically trying to get everyone to get into the Word, and here here are ways that you can recognize Satan. You can silence him, mm-hmm. but you have to get in the Bible. You cannot. It's, it's the do roadmap. It. It's the roadmap, and so if you want to know, you have to, you know it's the instruction manual. It can tell you. So anything you have a question about or that you're uncertain of, you can always go there and and line up. What I do is if something comes to my mind and I know that that doesn't come from the Lord, I'll go to the Word of God and see what it says. And that, So instead of going on my feelings of I'm unworthy, um, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm not loved or seen, or, you know, I'll go and, and look what it says in the Word and then replace those. That's good. That's good. What about you, Rhonda? What do you think as far as something that Satan comes at you with sometimes when, when you know, he's not going to go after people who are just sitting on the couch at night you know, watching The Bachelor Bachelorette, he's going after the people who are on the front lines mm-hmm. who are actually, you know, being obedient to his word and moving. And so, Rhonda, when you're called, because you do lots of, mis- um, you know, down ministry and stuff and your sponsors, what is something that he comes at you with that kind of just, he when he doesn't want you to move? Um, well, with me, it was just like I shared a little bit earlier, was I've struggled every week to even make it to our group and to our meetings and, um, it's like the enemy has attacked my child with sickness. The, the enemy has attacked my body, you know, making me feel like, well, you just don't have to go. You need to stay home and get rest, and it's going to be okay because the enemy don't want us glorifying God. He don't want us meeting and teaching and helping others mm-hmm. with Jesus. And so, um, like I shared right before, I, I, I would come anyway. The Holy Spirit would tell me, just go, just go. Mm-hmm. And I would get here and immediately start feeling better. You know, and for me, it's... Um, life's hard, man. So I get emptied out a lot. And so I got to fill back up and I fill back up here with our Tuesday groups. When I leave, I'm full. And then Wednesday happens and it's heavy again. Could you imagine if we didn't have Tuesday nights, how empty it would be? (laughs) It's a very intentional relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't just go, Oh God, I, you know, I want you in my life. And then just kind of, no, you have to make yourself get in the work you know it it is it's so beneficial and it's just so good to have a group where you can come each week and be lifted up and and but satan comes at us he doesn't Mm -hmm. want us to come either because he doesn't want anything to he sure doesn't want Rhonda and sherry and lisa and becky sharing with you all their stories of hope so i'm just thankful for this moment that we're all here so go ahead. Well, for me too, the biggest thing for me is um, being able to recognize him first. Because how can I silence him if I don't even know it's him? Because he's sneaky. Mm-hmm. He's sly. He comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. And he comes in as everything your heart desires. Mm-hmm. I got really good at dressing everything up, putting a big pretty bow on it, saying that's God's will for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when really it was Satan, I was just trying to make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so that's the biggest tool for me is recognizing, you know, does it line up, like Sherry said, with the Word of God? 
you know, is it uplifting, encouraging, and edifying? Is it something that's going to help somebody else or yourself? You know, just yeah. little questions you can ask yourself to, to find out, is it Satan or is it, you know, is it Satan trying to keep me from doing God's will? That's right. Because for me, there's a, it's hard sometimes to recognize that and recognizing Satan. And the Bible tells us that we're to test all things by the word of God. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so like it is impossible to please the Lord and not be in the word. He wants you in the word testing everything that we do in life by what he says. And a lot of us get caught up in our feelings and how we feel and, and you gotta, you gotta, once you know what God's word said, it should be the end of all negotiating. There's no negotiating with the Lord. Once you know what his word says, that's it. And a lot of times we don't even know, like, you know, Lucifer, when he, um, when he was in heaven, you know, everything looked good. He looked good on the outside. He was perfect on the outside, but God knew there was something on his inside and so he had to call it out and and that's no one knew everybody just had to just know that it was wrong because god said it was wrong and so i'm sure there was lots of confusion in heaven because you know all of a sudden you see this beautiful you know angel get tossed out with a third of there's questions and one thing that james brought back to me tonight was that anyone who lacks wisdom can ask the lord and he gives it generously and so, all right, Lisa, I'm going to put you on the scene. This is our quiet girl. She's the, she's the quiet one. So um, what are some things, like, that you feel that Satan has said to you to keep you, you, you always say that you feel unworthy and undeserving or whatever. So what does he say to you that makes you feel that way? Well, I look at you guys. And um, when I first came to the table um, at College Park, we... Uh, it was just a small group, and so for me, and listening to you and um, Becky, you guys are bold. You're so encouraging. Mm. You have the right words. I'm not. I I am not that person. Um, I want to be that person. So I feel like growing in Christ and not listening to those voices, not listening to Satan, mm. um, the stresses of um, work and relationships. Um, those kind of keep you from. Um, your path that God wants you on. And you think you're always alone. He That is one of the biggest lies I feel like Satan tells us that mm-hmm. we are alone. Or that nobody No feels. one understands yes, or whatever. Like and after feel. we've shared at this table, we all have are going through stuff and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, uh, One of the other things that I wanted to mention is um, for me, you guys pop off Bible verses just like that. I'm I'm not there yet, and so for the people that um, are not there yet either, um, speak the name of Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. And there's times when I I can't tell you a lot of times what the address is, but from I listen to sermons and I like to take notes. I'm a note taker, and the more that I write out the Bible verses and stuff, the I I may not get the address right. I may have to go look, but I can tell you that you need to hide your word, God's word, in your heart. Mm-hmm. Because I've had to hide God's word in my heart. So it's almost more on experience than it is really um, from just knowing the Bible and not knowing what to do with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's alive at times, and it comes alive during struggles. So, Rebecca, the peacemaker. So what do you say to, what does this peaceful mind say to Satan when he comes after you and tries to rob your peace? You must tell him off because Mm -hmm. you always have peace. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's what I have learned over the time that I've been serving the Lord. The biggest thing that you can take from me when I when they say that I walk in peace, I rise above my situations, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Lord gives us all kinds of things down, our, down here, and the enemy tries to come and kill, steal, and destroy, right? So that's what we've kept saying over and over and over. What's he, what is his main aim? He wants to come, and he wants to kill, and he wants to steal, and he wants to destroy, Okay, so I rise above those situations when they come at me because I can recognize when it's the enemy and I know when he's coming to coming after me, literally. Like, it's hard, it's hard to discern that immediately until you've walked it for a little bit, but that's okay. You'll learn, right? Mm-hmm. 
So rising above the situation, if something comes at you and you immediately feel your fight or flight go into position and you're like, oh my gosh, my heart is racing, my hands are getting sweaty, my palms are starting to shake, I'm, my whole body's starting to go there. Well, immediately, I know that and I can recognize that in my body. So I rise above the situation. A lot and of I us pray. don't recognize it. A lot of uh-huh. us, when we're in that situation and we have that extra anxiety or right. that adrenaline that's going we are the flight like we are to get away whatever instead of stopping just stop and pausing and saying okay i have no power over this yes so here's my here's what i use and it's called pause pray and then i proceed okay so I, i i get really still when i feel it coming on and then another thing that i do is i immediately capture that thought so I don't spiral. So I'll rise above the situation, capture the capture the thought or whatever's coming at me, go above it, and then say, okay, God, how are we going to handle this? Because it's got to be me and you because I can't do it without you. It's really and about so capturing get, uh-huh. that thought mm-hmm. before that first it, one before you spiral. Before. Yeah. It's about, because if, if you, if you're, but if you're not intentionally looking, then you can't capture the Absolutely thought. Absolutely not. So it really is about an intentional relationship. You have to be very intentional or yes. you have to be in control of, of like your thoughts or your thoughts will control you. And then in constant conversation and your relationship with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if if you treat him like he is your best friend and he is your father mm-hmm. and you can just talk to him like we're talking right here, mm-hmm. okay? So you just come to God and say like I just said a second ago, God, it's me and you. How are we going to handle this? And he'll immediately come into the scene and give you peace. He does. And he you does. can rise above it. can be in the so, most chaotic situation, absolutely. but you will have peace. It's like even coming here and mm-hmm. doing this when I was um, examining myself to come into here. Like, Lord, am I, am I, you know, I don't want to be a fake or anything like that. Um, he just softens me and just says, you know, I know, I know what you're going through. I know you have struggles. I know you're not perfect. I know you have weaknesses, but you're obedient and you have, you're answering the call to be a living sacrifice. And so I have to promise that he's going to work all that stuff out for my good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to be messy. We're all going to come in here each week. Um, you know, last week they came in here and they were kind of like wanting to postpone the the podcast and I just I just kind of laughed you know and and we and we all do Sherry's like I've got a lot going on and and we do we do have a lot going on but man we serve the man who is in control of all of it and so we have to get our priorities kind of like straight so what else have you got for us Sherry as far as like you know silencing this enemy who's out to destroy everything so the word of God is really an antidote to the toxicity that the enemy tries to poison your mind with you know, if you can, once you've had, like Becky was talking about, that personal relationship with the Lord, you learn to discern his voice. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Bible says, my sheep so know my voice. Yes. Yep. And so when you know his voice, then you can tell, mm, that's not my heavenly father's voice. Or that doesn't line up with the word of God. That's right. And to address like what Lisa was talking about, like, I remember when I first started to open my Bible, I, I didn't know where to go. And I, I thought I was just going to start at the beginning and yeah. read all the way through. <laughs> we all yeah. start somewhere. And that's what yeah. people fail to realize. Right. You know, when I see somebody in church, like not knowing where... I just, it just, I just want to pick them up and hold them because we've all been there. We've mm-hmm. all been fumbling. I still, there's a couple books that I still have to like, uh, does that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. so, but we all start and I love that. So I would pray, Lisa, and I would say, God, etch your word on my heart and print it on my spirit. Let me breathe it and think it and eat it and ponder on it. And so I actually shared with group last week with class I made a little flip book of scriptures and so I would sit in my spare time just little little scriptures um, you're God's masterpiece um, Ephesians 2 10 apart from God you can do nothing and just little scriptures that I felt like applied to me at that time and I started with those little ones and then eventually I learned those and then I was able to just I had such a love for it. Mm-hmm. You, it's like you want to keep reading, yeah, you, do. you know. And well, so, they're alive and active, yes. especially the ones that like I, the one. I don't even know the address of the verse, but like here lately, it's been my, my one of my best friends uses it all the time that everything comes out of my mouth be pleasing to you, you know. So like like you know the address of it. So like I'm learning new verses, mm-hmm. and I will have that one hopefully in a couple of weeks. But it's because it's alive and it's. Mm. It's active and it's moving. Now, another verse might be boring to me right now, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, when there's passion behind it. Mm -hmm. Or when it comes to situations, like I'll be in a situation with somebody specifically or someone will ask you to pray. 
And before you realize it, those little scriptures that you've memorized will bubble up out of your mm-hmm. spirit for your for the people that you're praying for or that you're, you know, um, talking with. So it's like they come and, and write like, that, right that come from? Yes. Holy uh-huh. Spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good so stuff. It's not me. Yes. Good stuff. And so it's a matter of letting, for me, it's like I have to let it penetrate past my feelings because mm-hmm. I'm a feely. I'm a feely yes. person. You know, I feel and it feels real to me. And so I have to sometimes um, just allow his word to penetrate through all that yucky um stuff that the enemy tries to place there because it's offensive because like even when we're presented with the gospel it offends the desires we just Mm -hmm. uh, read before the podcast the desires of our heart is what satan uses Mm -hmm. against us so he doesn't like look at becky and say oh i'm gonna use that on christy no he Mm -hmm. digs way down deep Mm -hmm. in christy and he uses the desires of my own flesh that is very very hard to accept Mm -hmm. that that ugly is inside of you Mm -hmm. and so that's what you know he has he has lots to work with so i had a thing on here that said he sways us with our own desires Mm -hmm. you know um but another thing too i feel like that um he directs our attention to the things that we that we are enticed by and if we don't take that thought captive right then and and like you were talking about earlier Chrissy, you think on it and then Mm -hmm. the next thing you know that thought becomes a sin yes an action and a sin and so um just a matter of taking thoughts captive I think you know and can you um talk more about taking thoughts captive and how people can do that so so if the you get up in the morning and it comes against you with with um Lisa you're not going to do good today with this whatever you have to present today you know immediately you start to feel that anxiety about maybe a meeting that you have to be in or something to present see that's the enemy and he does it to me as soon as I open my mm-hmm. eyes like I have to right then be like Mm-mm, devil because if not, then then there I am, and it's ruined my day. And so right there, you hmm. would say, my steps are ordered of the Lord. God, you hmm. said you know my beginning from my end. And so you claim those scriptures in that moment for what, whatever it is that day. Or if it's, you know, if I wake up and I have a headache, you know, I'll say, Lord, I bind up that spirit of infirmity today, God, and I'm well and I'm healed today, Lord. And so it's taking whatever thought that the enemy is trying to attack you with and saying, does that line up with the word of God? Does that line up with what my heavenly Father says about me? And if not, that's taking it captive and saying, Mm-mm, "That don't come from God." Or so you cast it down, you throw it away. Cause confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what He's trying to do as well. So you've got to always make sure that you can discern. And our between. world does not test God's word because there would be no confusion of boy and girl or anything like that. Like that's what's so crazy is that what the world is, what we see in the world, is opposite of God's word. And so that's why we can't be corrupted by the world. And we can't, you know, we have to know what God's word says. So if you don't get into the word of God, I'm going to encourage you to just have a conversation with Jesus. Because I think that, you know, if, if there's no relationship of you wanting, I mean, this is the only way that you can know what God's, what God is saying is through his word. I mean, you're not going to hear him. You'll hear the Holy Spirit, but like, this is, this is what his word says. And, so that's why it's important. It's not going to come overnight. That was the, learning to read the Bible was probably the hardest fight. And might I say too, Christy, like for some people, like Rhonda, she she tells me sometimes I just don't enjoy reading. Okay, turn I'm on a podcast. Yeah. You know, turn right. on a sermon because that's getting the word in you too. That's and right. so when we hear the word, that increases our faith. Well, and then it becomes etched in your heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I love that you added the, um, you say it out loud and you take that thought captive out loud mm-hmm. because there is power of life and death Amen. in the tongue and the Bible does say that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, you know, when I was in active addiction, because I've been delivered from drugs for nine years, but um, could nobody beat myself, myself up like I could, mm-hmm. you know, and so I stayed Come stuck on. for a long time in addiction because... I would say, I'm just stuck a drug addict. This is just life for me. I'm going to die a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And there was power in that. I was given that power mm-hmm. so Satan didn't even have to put nothing against me. Yeah. You gave him permission, was, Sissy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I and then was, you also said, I am. So what mm-hmm. does the Lord say? Mm-hmm. And so then and finally, be careful. I, I would start getting those little seeds started mm-hmm. planting, you know. Mm-hmm. And they come to fruitation, and I found out that I was worthy. Come on. That's right. You know what I mean? And that... Um, it's like the wolf story, you know, which one are you feeding? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and I like that that you was talking about the positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. You got to affirmate yourself too and do them in the Listen, mirror. Listen, y'all blew my mind. 
I sat down with these girls <laughs> and because I'm the encourager, I'm the one that helps everybody work their stuff out. Well, they read my mail from top to bottom <laughs> and they started making me say these nice things about me <laughs> and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I could not say five things. I mean, it took me a minute. I think mm-hmm. I eventually got through it. But, like, this is very important, and we really do want to encourage these affirmations. I'm, I'm so thankful for them because when you start, it matters what you think about yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, Rhonda, tell us some things that we can say to ourselves when we look in the mirror. Well, for me, it was a, for me, it was a little different <laughs> because, you know, I had lost custody of my kids in addiction. I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good daughter. I robbed, stole, and, and whatever I could do to my family, and I hurt them. And so when they told me when I went to rehab, they told me I needed to do mirror affirmations. I had a, They made me look in the mirror and say I was a good mom, and I'd been everything but a good mom right so I said it with tears and snot flying and just hurt because I wasn't and then she looked at me and she said you're in rehab you are being a good mom today yeah and so I started believing that you know and every time I had to tell myself those positive affirmations I started to believe believe them yeah those were coming true those were promises because there was power of life and death in the tongue even before I knew that was a bible verse God was there in the mix you know and so just anything like, um, I, am a, I am a great encourager. If nothing else, are you encouraging your friends? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you say that. It's hard at first, especially mm-hmm. when you beat yourself up and you have right. low self-esteem and low self-doubt and low self-worth. But when you start to do that, your shoulders start to go back That's a little right. bit. Your head starts to come up a little bit. That's right. You know, and you start to feel better. You when, know? You, when you read what God says about you, mm-hmm. Like, I love when Sherry starts telling, when, when I start, you know, talking about who we are and, and, you know, validation in the people who have told you to put your sword down or told you to sit down or told you you couldn't do this or you wouldn't amount to this or whatever. My, you know, I, I'm, I want to be um, in this for soul winning, but there's a part of me who want to show people that, you know, it gets tough. It gets mm-hmm. tough to stand mm-hmm. alone for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's not many who truly, truly do it. And so, like, for me, I'm really excited to learn how to forgive people and how to... I mean, this is a long journey. Mm-hmm. This isn't just going to be a one-group, fix-everything type mm-hmm. of podcast. This is going to be where we dissect hurts and things that women go through that we just push under the rug and we don't deal with. But that's what they did. They made me do affirmations, and I'm a firm believer in affirmations now. So we definitely are going to make you guys do affirmations and leave you with verses and things like that to help you because there's healing in it. And I will say, too, like, she, that was one of the first suggestions that Rhonda gave me, and I was mad about it. <laughs> I, I was like, I, it was horrible. I tried to go into the bathroom and, like, look in the mirror, and I just would weep. I would just cry. And so what made it easier for me in the beginning was getting in my word and saying what God said about me. Mm-hmm. Even though right. I didn't feel those things at the time, I, I looked at mm-hmm. verses about what, what does the word of God say about me. And that was easier for me when I first started Affirmations. I told Rhonda, I said, listen, yeah. I'm just going to say what the Bible says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that makes it easier than yes, trying to come absolutely. in there and say those things that you don't necessarily feel in that moment. Or believe. Give yes. an example Amen. of one of those. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, um, I am God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. That's that's a Bible. And it's, it's short and it's small and it's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And so I am um, the righteousness here. of Christ. Um, on the positive affirmations that you gave us, it says, I matter. Uh-huh. Those are two small uh-huh. words yes. mm-hmm. that mean so much. There's a lot of depth to that when you realize that. Yes. And then um, probably a couple months ago, we went. I was at a conference, and the speaker said, you matter. Yes. I didn't realize I didn't think I mattered. Gosh, and I so, am proud of myself. There's some hard ones on here. I, you know, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. That's That's hard to say. She gave us a... A list of affirmations and positive thoughts and some of them are hard to say um, I am whole mm-hmm. but then thinking about I matter I looked up this Bible verse it says I knew you before I formed you in your yes. mother's womb yes. mm-hmm. 
You matter. You matter. Yes. That's right. That's right. Everyone matters. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this is good stuff. And I think, too, Christy, like you were sharing earlier, um, you know, sometimes we seek that validation from other people, but really it's a matter of needing to feel safe and loved and seen. Come on. Do you see me? Yeah. Do, do I matter to you? Do you love me? Yeah. And so, even sometimes when we can't find that in in individuals or people or relationships or, our, you know, husbands if you're married or, or parents if you're seeking it there, Go on what God says. That's right. And that will eventually change because then your countenance will change because you're believing those things that the Word of God says about you. And those people that you're seeking validation from will see that too. That's right. So, And you'll believe. You'll start believing it. When you start claiming that stuff over you and knowing what God's Word and, and that it's the truth. That's yes. the truth. And, and then when somebody treats you less than, mm-hmm. hmm. All right. You got to get out of my way. And there's, also, there's always something that I say to all of them all the time as well as I say, we've got an audience of one. That's mm-hmm. right. An audience of one. That's a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that when I, when I first started uh, getting on social media, because everybody says social media is such the devil's radio and it's such bad, but that's just where everybody is. You know, so you can think negatively about it or whatever, but that's where everybody is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's where your audience is. And so I hijacked it with TikTok. And, and um, there is something, I can't even explain it. When somebody reaches out to you and says, man, you, you helped me. Because mm-hmm. I know how many times I wanted help. And for so long, I mean, I could go to like my friends and family and stuff like that. But there's just something about helping a, um, someone who doesn't know anything about you, that it's just about that problem. There's no other personal agendas. There's no nothing. You're just seeking Jesus, and they're seeking Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, that's, that's where what I, we're here yes, yes. It is very powerful. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly why we want to do this, is to make sure that we can reach our brothers and sisters in that's Christ. Right. All right, so what would you, um, what would you suggest as far as like, um, I know a lot of times on TikTok, women will come to me and, and they'll be the spiritual leaders of their home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And their husband doesn't want anything to do with God. Mm-hmm. So like, what would you, what would you say? Like if their husband is being very negative, how to encourage them? Cause you know, like you're going to Bible study again, that mm-hmm. takes four hours or whatever, you know, that is the typical response of, of. So I'm going to tell you what I learned in, in our Tuesday night group. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, a good idea, I feel, is like to write down the pros about that husband mm-hmm. and write down the cons about that husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to tell you that if you if you pray for those cons, like, and you shared that with me, Christy, yeah. and I went home to, to sit down and do that myself, and man, did that open my eyes. Yeah. And so, you know, the Word of God talks about how that sometimes the man is changed by the, by the woman yes. and her faith and, and seeing her stay faithful. And so, you know, there are going to be those times that even people that don't realize that they're being used of the enemy that will try to discourage or keep you from coming. So pray for that. I know? just don't understand that. I could not look at someone and be like, you need to sit down. You, mm-hmm. you don't need to do that podcast. Mm-hmm. Or how long is that Bible study going to go on? Or how long, you know, like. Well, you didn't call me. So, so are you on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just want to encourage everybody. If, if everybody wants to start a podcast, go for it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Let I mean, and I know Satan uses me to tear my husband down. And other people, you know, but like, you have to self-examine mm-hmm. and be like, well, because I remember all conversations that I have. I, I try to go throughout the night and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dissect everything, things I need to pray about. And I mean, I never desire to, to t- burn or, you know, put somebody's light out. You know, and I just, I don't understand that. Well, too, though, the thing is, Chrissy, sometimes they don't realize that, that, that yeah. they're being used of the enemy. Why? Because right. he's sneaky, like Rhonda said. He's he's sly. And so he will use those people that are closest to us. And, see, we seek that validation from them. Like, aren't mm-hmm. you happy for me in this situation mm-hmm. and in my growth? And then when they're not, that's that's how the enemy right. will use that scheme, yeah. that device to try to tear you down and, yeah. you know, and hurt you with that. And so pray for them and yeah. say you know what god let them see you through me amen yep. you know and you have to when they come at you with any of that again you have to pause pray and then proceed before right. you give a response because if you immediately come off with a response we're it's not coming from the lord yeah so be real careful with what you do so now i think what we need to do is kind of just introduce each one of us we'll, we'll go around just i'll go first um, you know, the table is a very 
uh, special place to us because we've shared some of the deep dark secrets and of our lives and struggles and hang-ups and things like that and so there's things that we're comfortable sharing and things that we're not comfortable sharing um online and so we're each going to be our own judge of that i will start first um i'm we all it's so funny because all of us are like the same age and four of us have graduated together and if you'd ever told me we'd been sitting at this table together i would have called you a liar <laughs> yes. so anyway so you know i'm the church girl that's always been in the church building since she was young i had a great great uh family and we i was raised in church so jesus has always been a part of my life it's he's never not been um and so i'm thankful for godly parents and as life happens i've had four kids we've adopted from china um I'm in a season of my life now where uh, two of my children are married and two are home. So um, we still have children that we have to make behave and things like that. So everyday life can get kind of chaotic. And, and I'm learning um, how to live a life sober off of pres- prescription pain medication when my dad was, was sick. Um, you know, I kind of dabbled in that for a little bit and I almost lost who I was. And the Lord rescued me from a dark pit and... Through that, with grieving and detoxing, um, I was called to teach and be a living sacrifice for the Lord. And I started a TikTok and, um, and you know, have gotten some followers there and just love it. And so the only thing I was missing was some women to come along beside me and sharpen me and encourage me. Because it gets very, very lonely in ministry. And it's hard because ministry is hard. People are hard. And so the Lord brought me seven women, and here we are sitting at this table. Um, we all have on really fuzzy socks because I felt like we need I felt picture. like we needed to feel at home. I've got some hot apple cider over here. We've been um, drinking on, and so um, this was just uh, me because a, a lot of people on TikTok wanted to go deeper into studies, and it was just hard with a three-minute minute TikTok. And so when I was introduced to these girls, I was like, I got to introduce them to y'all. So. Um, but yeah, so I have some addiction hangups and I have lots of hangups. I'm a hot mess actually, but, uh, these girls help rein it in and, and keep me, me covered in prayer. And so I just kind of started, you know, the TikTok and pushed these girls into this podcast. And so there are things that you can get you, most everybody who follows me on TikTok knows my story. I'm a, I'm a, I'm political, but yet, um, I'm all about Jesus. And so um, I'm just hoping that the Word of God um, can be discussed here and we can give you some tips and show you that we, we do love you. We have a seat that we've, we've um, said is your seat and that we're pretending that you're here because, you know, we were like, what are we going to say? And I just said, basically, let's pretend like this is the person and we've, we're trying to pour into them everything that's been poured into us. And so there is an empty seat here that has your name on it. So next we'll go to Becky. Uh, since she was the second, she was the one who called to get me out of the house. Like I had all these plans, but I was kind of dormant after COVID. COVID, and so she called me, and we met, and we started um, the table at the park, and then it's led to this. And so, um, well, first I called and said you were going to lunch. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to lunch. Yes, yes. So anyway, um, but yeah, we've been friends a long time. Um, we actually met in high school, of course, and. Um, like she was saying, we've been, we've had a wonderful history together, but who would have ever thought that we would be yep. serving Jesus? So Becky had her first baby when mm-hmm. she was how old? I was 16. 16. Mm-hmm. So That's Dylan was our sweet little baby that we yep. just played with yep. while we were young. And we taught him all yep. kinds of Shania Twain songs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Any man of mine, <laughs> 16 tons, and what do you get? <laughs> so it's, it's so, going way yeah, back. It's been wonderful. And then... Um, my little Clayton came along, and I have, so that was two boys, and then I met my, um, we actually, um, I met my husband now, and actually had two more kids, and then he had three of his own, so if Y'all anybody's like taking D. score, <laughs> yes. it's yours, mine, and ours, but yeah. we have seven babies oh, total. Gosh. Christmas, yes. Christmas is fun. It's fun. We've got like 17 people at my house <laughs> on Thanksgiving that I'm getting ready to have to happen, so, um. You know, it, our family's wonderful. I'm so thankful for all of our kids, and we just have, um, like you said, just became this big, wonderful, blended family. So it's been great. It's awesome. Um, I um, a little bit of background when it comes to my Jesus. Um, it took me a little while. Uh, my sister would beg me. She would say, "Sis, please just 
can you sing in the choir? Can you come to Sunday school? Can you do something with me? And I'm, because she was always in church, and I would just go to the liquor store and to the flea market with my dad. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I I don't know this whole Jesus thing. So I'd hide under the pew, pew every time we'd have an altar call. I'd be like, Yep, I'm under there. Nope, not doing this Jesus thing. So it took me until I was 34. Um, before she finally talked me into going to sing with her in the choir. So I did, and that turned into Sunday school. Then that turned into me feeling the Holy Spirit for the first time. And I had this precious little Sunday school teacher that said, Honey, just come over for coffee. So when I did, it was four and a half hours later, and that opened up my heart and my spirit to just um, open my eyes and to start to feel Jesus for the first time. They do an altar call at church. When I'm singing, and that's all she wrote. Because ever since then, my heart and my eyes have been so open, and I've been so hungry for the Lord that I cannot get enough. So for the last 10 years, um, I've been serving the Lord. And every single trial, tribulation, um, we'll get into those. <laughs> but uh, what has the enemy has tried to come and, and uh, just come at me with everything that he had and Again, it took me a little bit. I've been walking for 10 years now, and it took me a little while to come above those situations. But now I know who my God is, and I walk in his authority every day. And um, it's great. It's It's been a wonderful, It's it's been hard, but I do it. And then um, I own a daycare here in town and um, take care of 30 littles. So that's been my calling. Keeps you busy. Keeps me very, very busy. And... So I'm so excited to be pouring into to you guys, and I cannot wait to see um, what, what's going to happen next with our table. All righty. So um, yes. who wants to go next? We're going to we, – uh, so Lisa. <laughs> yep, we're going to go in order of how we came to the table. So. Yeah, there we go. So, and you know, a lot, some of these stories um, – you know, some of some of the things like we are labeling ourselves, but this is just our, our what what got us to the table. It's not who we are. And so, um, all right, Lisa, go ahead and spill the beans. You guys are gonna have to help me through this because this is just like saying positive affirmations in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about myself. Yeah. Um, so I I grew up in a Methodist church, and so the. I enjoyed going to the Methodist church, but I think the reason was because um, my family was there. And so, you know, we did, you know, reunions and things after church, and I got to see my Uncle Bill and Aunt Betty all the time. And so I never really got it. I saw kids going up and being baptized, and I never really got it. And so um, years, years later, um, I had Kobe, um, and I didn't have that fire or that yearning to know my creator until him and so um that's kind of where my my um walk with the lord started it's been a while mm. i'm still not as far as i i need to be um i still don't know my bible as as uh, much as i i need to um i struggle with um reading my bible like christy was talking about earlier um so i'm one of those but I'm hungry for the Lord. Come on. Um, and so I have... You can only retain so much knowledge yeah. at a time. And I think that he slows us down sometimes to, to make sure that what you are, you know, what you are studying or what we're going through, he wants it to stick. Yeah. So. Um, and then, you know, I have Abby. She's 17 now. Ooh, I, I know. That's I scary. I got him at home. Yes. Um, and she... Um, I think her purpose in my life is to show me God's grace. Um, and so he, and he's told me that. So mm -hmm. I'll have to tell that story one of mm -hmm, these days, mm -hmm. the testimony of the purpose of my kids. But, um, and I've been married for 11 years now. Yep. So um, I'm a clinic manager. I've been a clinic manager for about 20 years now. So that's, that's rough sometimes. Yep. But it's rewarding. It I've, is. Um, and to see what God's doing in our clinic right now is amazing. So when Lisa first came to us, am I able to just to share a small little bit of it, just a tidbit? When she came to us, it was a you know a hard environment because uh, a lot of times you can't talk about your faith um, where you work, and so that was a struggle for Lisa. She felt alone, and the Lord has just 
I mean, he has brought people in her path that has, I mean, they're praying in her office. And I mean, like. We're doing it every morning. Every morning. I mean, that is Come on. so crazy. Yeah. Because like, Same thing. to see where you sat down and how you were questioning, like, am I even supposed to be at this place at but all? But I know he sent me there. Yes. I know yeah, you knew he sent you yeah, there. For, and you. For and sure. Becky and I were like, well, you're supposed to be there because you're, but you, and I remember you saying you were almost like whispering the same prayers as me, but I'm alone by yeah. myself. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not bold. And, and, and I didn't realize there was you, about yeah. six, yes. six and or they were seven all being of us. Quiet. Yeah. Because, because for some reason we feel like we have to be quiet. Um, but yeah. That's it. That's good. <laughs> and then she, she's got her other, her other story. We're going to let her lead. One night, uh, she had a bout with COVID that almost took her life. Yeah. So she had a near-death experience, and I'm excited for you guys to hear that. All right, who's going next? You two, you're all pointing at one another. Uh-huh. So Wanda <laughs> says Sherry. So Sherry, go ahead. So, um, well, actually, I grew up in um, Southern Baptist Church. I went to nursery with Christy. Um, <laughs> me and Becky were pregnant at the same time mm-hmm. um, in high school. So... Um, I have two girls, Cassie and Courtney, um, and they both have little boys, grandbabies that I love with mm-hmm. my whole heart. Um, I have a little boy, Jordan. I adopted him. He's my nephew. And um, actually, like, what brought me to the table, I think, Becky um, had invited me a couple of times, and I was so backward about coming. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so I had prayed, Lord, I'm ready to get out of the boat. Like, I had been to Bible college with Becky, and... I had been, you know, ready to get out and serve somewhere. I just, I wanted to wash feet. That's where I was at, I wanted to wash feet. And I'm like, Lord, just show me where. And so a couple of times people had asked me to give my testimony. And I was petrified. (laughs) You know, I just was petrified. Um, I'm not a microphone girl. I'm not a stage girl. I I don't... um, I don't enjoy those things. And so I prayed and asked the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, the next time that you show me where I need to, to get out of the boat, I, I, I will. I just, I will. And so when I came to the table, the picnic table that night, um, and hung out with you girls, and I got ready to, to leave, and Christy said, so, Sherry, <laughs> you're giving your testimony next week. I'm so honored to be that next person, though. Like, right. you prayed for the Lord. You were like, next next time yeah. I will. And, and the, how, what an honor that was. Yeah. For me to be that next person. And the crazy thing is it was so, I had so much anxiety about giving my, t- I just had so much anxiety. And I just kept turning away opportunities to do that. And the Lord kept me in that place of, because he'll keep you in that spot of, this is what I want you to do. And until you do that and you're in obedience you're to that, moving. you'll stay in that you place. You are not moving. Yes. You are not moving. And so yeah. um, I had peace that night when I came and sat with you girls and I, and I, I got through it and I was like, oh, well. You know, I did it. I was able to do that. Yeah. So, and so that's how I ended up here. So. Yep, that's amazing. It's that Facebook post. It's Christy. that Facebook post. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Rhonda. Well, this is a story. All <laughs> 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 oh, oh, okay. no, I'm just kidding. I like to have fun. But um, <laughs> Sherry is my best friend. Hey, here we go. go. Careful my now. Careful. Get that. Do not edit that. My best friend. <laughs> no, we don't have no jealousy. And so she, uh, she invited me to her testimony, and we've been through so many step studies That's together. Great. And because she's my best friend, <laughs> she was finally doing it, and she was facing that fear and going to give her testimony. There was no way I was going to miss that, mm-hmm. even though I found out. Christy Aldrich was at the table. <laughs> that is so crazy. I am not going where Christy Aldrich is. Her husband arrested me before. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to end well. Oh you know, because being delivered from drug addiction, you know, I had a background. Oh but it was it was fear and it was anxiety yes. and it was and it was not what you thought yes, it was when it, you sat at the table and I was, was just gonna go that one time yeah, I'll just go it. and I'll be I'll be support for my bestie that's right and that's what I'll and do what a tra- I just want to say that too another thing like what a treasure to find a friend that is not going to miss your testimony. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Like yes. everyone needs a friend who is mm-hmm. not going to miss yes. your yes. testimony. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Go ahead. And I love it. And you came. You came in spite of me. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, your husband. He arrested yes. her. Yeah, she's like, yeah. do you? I, I kicked the cruiser window out, and I had to pay two hundred dollars. And I was like, 
Oh, what? we did what? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it just makes yeah. it more intimate. A bulletproof, <laughs> a bulletproof window. window. It ain't wrong to proof that. Well, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for deliverance from drug and yeah. alcohol addiction. Yes. But um, Lord, that got me all off track now. <laughs> and so that I was just going to go from support from my best friend, and then I'd be done. It'd be okay, yeah. you know. But I want to support her, and then the Holy Spirit kept moving on me to keep coming back. Yes. And so here I am, and then well, no, it was that day you said well, maybe Rhonda will give her testimony mm-hmm. next. And I was like, Oh man. Okay. <laughs> okay. I gotta come back. <laughs> yeah. My plans didn't go out the way I thought they would, but um. Let me think. I don't know. Just I grew up, born and raised here in Winchester. I'm country and cornbread, <laughs> like my good old pastor says. You gotta ride the. Ch- I had to ride the church van every time to to um, church on Sundays when I lived down in the country. And I grew up with Sherry down in the country, and that's why she's my best friend. <laughs> we get it. We get it. No, I just get it. But um, I don't know. Just growing up with that God background is what I think always had that hold on me. You know. And, and I won't go into the whole story because it's hard for me just to give a little bit. It's so yeah. hard to do. That really is. But um, I had fourth degree episiotomy from having my son, and I got introduced to um, Percocet, pain relievers. And from there, I was hooked, and I, I ended up losing custody of my kids and everything in addiction. You know, and then in, um, in sobriety, you know, long story short, I, I got custody back, even mm. though even though it was a closed case and it was a permanent and decision. And you were told no by how many people? Yeah, uh, lawyers, judges, they said, you'll never get you'll it never heard get in a court back. of law. It's uh, a closed case. But God. Yes. But God. <laughs> yes. CPS, it's a closed case. You'll never get it heard in a court of law. Uh, you might as well give up. up. That's right. But I always say, my God is the only one That's who right. can make things permanent. And I know a guy. And yes. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> hey. And he don't say yes. no. Yeah. yeah. And so that's just basically, you know, a little short and sweet. I was yeah. a drug addict, and I'm recovered and in recovery. And God gifted me with helping other people to get recovery. And and I know that that's my God-given skill now, you yes. know. And I honor that, and I love it. And I, and I try to help as many people as I can with that. And we know iron sharpens iron, right. mm-hmm. you know, so I'm good at the recovery background of it. And then I have you guys who are good at the biblical background of it. And now mm-hmm. I can quote some Bible verses. Yeah, who right. never thought that? Right. Yeah. You know? Here I sit yeah. at the table. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing to see what everyone brings. And it's not, one thing I say when I, when here, we all are, are followers of Jesus. And anything else that is discussed is added. And that's one thing I love it. We all don't have to agree. We all don't have to see the same yes. thing because we're all from different backgrounds. So, right. like, what what is it, it? You just have to accept that. And there's some people that you know it's just not ever going to be God's word is black and white. But how you get there is is always going to be gray. And your mm-hmm. testimony is is ugly. That's why it's a testimony. You've been tested, and um, but we just want to give hope. So okay, so let's talk about while well, we've got just a little bit longer. Um, well, just one second, because what I love about that is in those, even in those differences, we it empowers us to go back and do our own right. Bible that's study right. on our own that's with right. Jesus and see, you know what I'm saying, lead me the right way if this person's right and if I'm that's wrong. Right. It's not a pointing or mm-hmm. a beating down. We all or, have the same goal. And yes. I think that that's like you just yes. want Jesus. Harvest. Yes. So you just yes. want Jesus. And yes. so like you want to know his word. You want to know the truth. And so, um, but the you have to take care of yourself too, though. So mm-hmm. like. What you think of yourself, what you say about yourself is it matters. And so if God says what you are and who you are, then why would you ever say anything different? And so these thoughts and positive thoughts and affirmations are things to help you um, see your worth, you know, because Satan wants to lie to us and tell us that we aren't worthy and things like that. So. Let's say that somebody tonight um, is going to go and say, we'll say five affirmations, positive affirmations. You want them to go to the window or to the mirror and say five things that is positive. Um, And you need to say this every day, not just one time, not just one time. So you pick out one, Lisa, that you want everybody. Well, I mean, I guess it can't be like one that you want over somebody else. But, well, we know that we need to say that we are enough. Because God says we are enough. Well, what I mentioned earlier, I matter. I like, matter. That is just two two words, but they mean so much. Mm-hmm. And so when you realize that you're highly favored and God loves you and he knew you before 
um, when he knitted you together in, in your mother's womb, you know, when you start to get that. Um, so let's do it this way. Let's just each read five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. But Sherry, I want you to do number 30. Yep. And then I want you to share quickly about your name. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's that's great. good. So um, number 30 is I deserve to be loved. Um, and so, well, quickly, it's kind of like woven through my testimony. A lot of my life was seeking validation um, to know that I mattered, to know that um, I was important, to know that I was seen or that. And so I, I spent a lot of time in um, relationships that I should um, have not spent so much time in. Mm -hmm. And I was seeking validation. Show me that I'm worthy to be loved. Show me that I matter. Love me the way, the way that I love you. Mm -hmm. or. And so I was in um, service one Sunday morning, and Pastor Janice said, you are, your parents didn't give you your name. She said, God named you. And she said, I encourage you to go home and, and research your name and look it up and see what it means. And so I, I went home and sat down and looked up Greek and Hebrew, and one of the words that came was beloved. And so I just kept digging around, you know, like, all right, Lord, what's, what's that? You know, and I'm, I'm digging around. And so the meaning of that was worthy to be loved come on and what was so amazing to me that's the biggest part of my testimony right there Christy yeah. is because all the way through my childhood and all the way to where I am today I still struggle I still struggle there you know what I mean yeah and so I have to remind myself of what God says mm -hmm. even though I may not feel loved mm -hmm. or feel worthy to be, he calls me worthy to be loved yeah, that's right and so I'll push past those feelings sometimes and say regardless how I feel Lord this is what you say I can't Praise wait God. till there's a day when we're all, we don't have to worry about the negative. You know what I'm saying? No like more tears. Yes. No more tears. No more negative. No we don't have hurts. to worry about self-affirmations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just know who you are. Mm -hmm. And you know whose you are. And you don't have somebody over here telling you that you're not worthy. And you're not mm -hmm. enough. And you don't do a good job. And One of my know. favorite ones on there, though, is, and it's been my prayer. And it's been on my prayer list for a while. Is, uh, Lord, I want to be whole. Lord, I want to be whole. And so I pray that and I say that. And that's actually one of the affirmations on there is I am whole. whole. And so don't add nothing to it. Don't yep. don't don't try to refute it in your mind. I am whole. Yeah. The one I love and can can um, relate to the most is forty five. I only compare myself to myself. Cause I always wanna be like if the prayers sound real good in my head, like I said, I send demons back to hell in my head, but what yep. comes out my mouth ain't necessarily go. the boldness right. I heard in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be like, well, I can't pray like Sherry the Lord when he tells me to go pray with somebody or something. Mm -hmm. I don't sound like Christy though, and I'm not as good at pa <laughs> and passive and um I think that about you. With with <laughs> Becky, you know, but I stand in what God gifted me yeah. with. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit that lives in us, that's another thing. He groans and says everything so perfectly to God. We don't yes. have to. So no matter if we mess up the words or whatever, the, our Holy Spirit just says exactly what is needed and we don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. well, and He knows good. our heart too. Yes, he so does. it's already yeah, laid on our heart. But. but we do compare ourselves. And mm -hmm. it's one thing that I love about the table. Like all the things that was keeping us away from the table. Yes. We've dropped the labels and we all are equal. Come on. Yeah. I'm you know what I'm saying? Table. Like, it is just crazy. I'm going to challenge my girls. Okay. So we've I'm got to challenge Brittany. my girls. Okay. So, okay. so next week, look, we, look, they're, we're going to have five affirmations from our friends, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have two friends here who are our media people, and mm -hmm. they do need yes. self affirmations. Yes. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we're going to challenge our because we want to be ha um, healthy whole. as a whole. Yes. And um, so, yeah. So we'll send them home with uh, some self affirmations worksheets. All right, so Lisa, you did. I'm at it. All right, Becky, what are you what are you pulling out? Um, let's see. I control. I can control my own happiness. That's number thirteen on ours. I can control my own happiness. So again, when all that yuck is coming at me, um, and people are saying what they say, or someone's trying to bring me out of my peace, which is usually what happens every day, I immediately know that I'm in control of that. And if I want to let somebody in and try to destroy my peace, then I have the choice to do that, whether or not I'm going to let them give them access. And it's the same thing with the enemy. You have to give him the access. 
if you want to, if he's going to come in, then he has to have the access first. Mm-hmm. So realize that you have control of that. I'm going to go with every day is a fresh start because I need new mercies every day. That reminds me that, you know, um, if I failed completely or I fell on my face and flubbed up ministry or hurt someone or whatever, I have a fresh new start tomorrow. Come that on. Like everything that I did yesterday does not is not carried over into to today. And so um, a fresh start because, I mean, y- you already feel so down on yourself when you mess up. And then if you could just say, you know what, like today I yelled at my husband or I yelled at my kids, and you go, and of course you make you apologize because that's what the Holy Spirit makes you do, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then tomorrow I'm going to try to do better because sometimes I, I snap before I even realize it, you know. Oh. So, so yeah, <coughs> so definitely um, you can Google some affirmations, but it, it's anything that you speak that's positive. But like Sherry says, if if you have a hard time saying something over yourself, Brittany then um, go to God's word and what he says about you. And you say it over yourself every day, and then you learn to believe it because that's who you are. Yes. So you either are going to believe what God says or you're going to believe what Satan says about you. So That's right.